0: Today we're going to talk about the future of the Exim Bank with Suresh Kumar. During its 80-year history, the Exim Bank has been reauthorized 16 times, all with broad bipartisan majorities. But this year, Exim reauthorization became somewhat of a political football, and the bank only got a short reprieve in September from Congress, with its current charter set to expire on June 30, 2015. Suresh. What does the new reality in Washington mean in terms of the bank's future survival?
1: What to call this? Is this an epidemic that they keep on questioning whether it's meant to help businesses connect to capital? Um, It it almost feels that way. Uh, And I think it's become um, a much more um, ideological fight within the Republican Party. Uh, On the one hand, you have the Tea Party who is questioning whether this is a social handout and you have the bulk of the um, uh, Republican Party, which is more um, wanting to help businesses connect to capital. Uh, so, what is right is, is an ideological issue they need to resolve. Um, I think at the at the heart of whatever we do, as I've always stated, is: Are we doing right by the American people? Are we doing right by the American businesses? Are we creating an environment where businesses can connect to capital? And as a consequence. Create jobs, create prosperity in this country. Uh, That's that's a conceptual issue, but the bigger problem, I think, is if people don't understand what um, what the Exim Bank does. And sure, we we are going to be having uh, some people happy with it and some people not happy with it. Uh, I know, for example, Delta Airlines had had a point of view uh, whether uh, Exim Bank standing guarantee for foreign airlines or foreign carriers in their purchase of American airplanes. Um, And does that advantage or disadvantage American Airlines? Good question. And I think the facts can be laid out. But are the facts getting laid out? That's the issue. It's the inability to communicate with stakeholders which is causing distortion and causing perceptions. And I think this is something administratively the Exim Bank needs to do. They need to lay out the case, they need to be transparent about what their goals are, and they need to score and be able to communicate what the progress on those goals are. Now, I am a consultant, I am biased, and, and um, I will tell you this much. As an Oliver Wyman consultant, this is 101. Where are the dashboards? Where are the analytics? What is the charter of the bank? And how much is uh, are they meeting the charter? How much are they meeting in terms of big key accounts, if you may, the Boeings, the caterpillars of the life, versus how much are they assisting small and medium enterprises? Remember for every one Boeing aircraft which is exported, there are zillions of parts and zillions of small and medium enterprises involved in the transaction. Why is that not being scored and communicated? So I think there is is one issue, what's the right thing to do to promote business? connecting capital is an integral part you can't question that uh, but the ability to communicate how greater america beyond one or two or three corporations uh benefit and how well the bank does on its charter is really upon the bank to make sure that its stakeholders in congress uh its stakeholder in the in the business community clearly understand and acknowledge i
0: think that's an excellent point and certainly one that I think we'll we'll see more activity on in the next year as uh, the XM Bank and its supporters do in fact try to make the case for reauthorization. We do know that that 60 or so other uh, countries have export credit agencies supporting their own exporters. So even without that ROI right now, doesn't it basically handicap American companies if? the united states doesn't have
1: an export credit agency to help it's exporters absolutely we we talk of leveling, uh, you know leveling the playing field on one hand and how the hell can we not level it on our own turf So yes the the rules of competitive engagement call that we don't handicap our business and if if there are other countries who are supporting their exporters the way we um... we have an obligation to support our own businesses Towards prosperity. Look, I know the Exim Bank very well. They were very close partners of mine, and Fred Hotchberg is a friend. I will make this offer on this webcast that we at Oliver Wyman are willing to work with Exim and create those dashboards, the analysis, that they don't need to go back year after year explaining to Congress that's not that's not energy is well expended. So. In the 80 years um, of its history if 16 times they've been reauthorized once in five years going for that reauthorization is fine uh, but if more and more American companies and some American businesses are questioning questioning the validity, I think it's a simple stuff uh, for the bank to establish and communicate with its stakeholders and I'll be delighted as a part of as a partner to Oliver Wyman to make that offer to the Exxon Bank.
0: Excellent. Well, if and when that happens, we'll certainly be very interested to see those metrics because, as you pointed out, those metrics could be very important to the decision-making process. So we're, we're out of time for today's segment. Uh, again, we're talking with Suresh Kumar about the implications of the midterm elections on the U.S. trade policy agenda. And tomorrow, we'll continue our discussion with a look at trade promotion authority. Suresh, thank you again, and we'll look forward to chatting with you again tomorrow.